Friends, neighbors, and brothers, you're listening to You've Been Hanked. I'm your host, Hank Griffin, with today's episode, Don't Say Sucks, It's Rude. When I was a kid back in beautiful East Texas, many of my friends and I played in the band. Ours was a small school. We just progressed from 2A to 3A. For those of you who know how the Lone Star UIL system of classification works, or did in those days. Ours was, by far, the smallest school in the region. We were the Wildcats, the mighty, mighty Wildcats. As it happened, many of the schools in our region were also Wildcats. There were some Bulldogs, too, but mostly Wildcats. It was either complicated, ironic, or the result of an appalling lack of imagination depending on the school of thought to which you belonged. I just like playing in the band, playing music, hanging out with my buddies, playing in the stands and on the field during halftime in the ball games, and particularly spending time with the wonderfully interesting young ladies who danced in the drill team. Band was great. Friday nights were the best nights, particularly the 45 minutes during the third quarter, which was set aside as free time for my friends and I. The mighty, mighty Wildcat Band, that is to say, our Wildcat Band, for as I alluded to earlier, there were many Wildcat Bands in that part of the world in those days, but ours was the smallest in our region. At approximately 32 kids, we were well behind the average band that numbered nearly 100 and pitifully small compared to the two region powerhouses, each of whom boasted in excess of 150 kids. Oh, but we were handsome, had heart and spirit. From the stands, usually in the second quarter, we'd stomp and clap and chant in unison with the drill team. We have spirit. Yes, we do. We have spirit. How about you? This, as a taunt to the opposing band and drill team, bless them, they were usually oblivious, simple, not quite understanding that they were being taunted, that or they couldn't hear us over the distraction of the kids playing ball. As a side note, You may not know this, and I'll not fault you for not knowing, as it's esoteric in nature, meaning knowledge that is generally reserved for those already in the know. But football, at least from the perspective of the band and drill team, really is just the activity that happens to be going on around the band and the drill team. A filler, if you will. For when the music isn't playing and the drill team isn't dancing, something to do or occupy the mind in anticipation of the halftime show and the inevitable wind-down after the halftime show. What? You didn't know that? See what I mean? Esoteric. Now you know, and you're welcome. Anyway, we'd repeat... We have spirit, yes we do, we have spirit, how about you, until the lunkheads, I I mean, the nice kids across the field, would finally, finally, catch on that they were, in fact, being taunted or challenged for not having adequate spirit, which, of course, we knew to be the case, and were delighted to their spirit deficit attention. Eventually, even in their spirit-challenged state, the lunkheads, I I mean, the visiting band and drill team would usually catch on that we were convinced of their inadequacy of spirit, correctly recognized that they were being mocked, 
and begin to shout back, We have spirit. Yes, we do. We have spirit. How about you? By this, we knew that in the shame of their lack of spirit, they also suffered from a lack of imagination and originality. After all, they were repeating back to us the same words we just taunted them with. Where was their creative spirit? But then we already knew the answer to that. The spiritless lunkhead, sorry, sorry, I, I mean to say the visiting band who, let's face it, were always much larger in number than we were, and as we were the smallest school in the region, despite our having the most spirit and heart and being the handsome and prettiest kids in the stadium, well, the spirit lunkhead simply had no spirit, which we eventually lorded over them with the penultimate taunt, We've got the most. We've got the most. We've got the most. Whereon, bless them, they were faced with the unenviable dilemma of gracefully accepting that when it came to spirit, we really did have the most. Or, as was unfailingly the case, they must fall into the trap of chanting back to us, No, we have the most. We have the most. At which point everyone in the stands knew that the comparatively tiny but mighty, mighty Wildcat Band had once again bested the visiting Wildcat Band, not mighty, mighty, in terms of spirit. You can imagine, we took great pleasure in this. It was marvelous fun for us, for we knew what was coming. Halftime, which is to say, Showtime. We knew that all the pomp, all the circumstance, the blood, sweat, tears, jeers that were all so much a part of Friday nights in East Texas were ultimately just a prelude to the main event, the real reason we were all assembled there, the halftime show. Halftime show is inadequate in its description of what was really happening. There was no mere show. Good heavens, no. Two bands in partnership with their respective drill teams, donning brightly colored wool uniforms and spandex that covered each young person from neck to ankle and wrist in the Texas heat, no less, marched onto the field of valor bearing woodwinds, brass, drums, xylophones, colorful flags, and flaming batons. Each band began by warming up. The drill team waved and spun their flags. They twirled flaming batons, throwing them high in the air, catching them while spinning in place every eye. In every eye was hunger and desire to best the interlopers proud. We were so proud. We marched, danced, played, twirled, and thundered onto that field. Bravura. The theme to Dallas, Dynasty, and Falcon Crest, we went well out of our way. Even played We've Got the Beat, and Remings and Steel, they all rang from the field. We gave it all we had, wrung out our young hearts as we marched, and played, and danced, twirled, and battled for supremacy. By all that was good and fierce, we gave it everything we had and more. Thirty-two in the band, another Twenty or so in the drill team we played, we danced, we menaced. When we were done, we knew we'd done our very best. 
Marching off the field, those Friday night lights glinted and gleamed off silver flutes, golden coronets, trumpets, saxophones, and even a double B-flat contrabass clarinet. That's right. The mighty, mighty Wildcat Band and drill team held our heads high as we lined up on the sidelines to watch the spiritless lunkheads, which is to say, the opposing band file onto the field. Our pride was hot. Sweat poured out of those wool and spandex-covered bodies. We'd given all we had. In the swelling pride of our post-performance euphoria, we knew that none could outplay out-march, out-dance, or out-shyness. We were not merely the Wildcats. No, ma'am. We were the mighty, mighty Wildcats, and we'd just given them heck. Now, it was the opposing band's turn. Let those pitiful, spiritless lunkheads do their worst. From the other side of the stadium, they began to march and dance onto the field. They marched and marched and marched, and good grief, how many of them are there? I I mean, yeah, they filled the stands in the way that we never could, but, well, given how little spirit they had and how we'd trounced the poor lunkheads in terms of spirit during the second quarter, they seemed so much smaller than, my gosh, they just keep coming. How many buses did it take to get all those kids to the game, for pity's sake? Seriously, is anybody taking account? This doesn't seem right. Are we sure that this is a U that this is a school in our UIL class? I mean, seriously, y'all, I think this could be a four A school. That criminy James, there's more than a hundred and fifty kids in that band, and another seventy five girls on their drill team. Two hundred twenty five kids. Two hundred twenty five kids. Oh my gosh! Then they began to warm up. The sound, y'all, so full it surrounded field oppressed, and finally enveloped each and every one. Our faces were hard set. Our eyes watched impassively. We were ostensibly unimpressed on the outside. On the inside, though, turmoil. They were fantastic. In our secret hearts, we didn't even think to call them lunkheads. There, in that space, we knew, in the privacy of our innermost being, we knew such wonderful fullness of sound. Good heavens! It was extraordinary, surreal, appallingly so. On the outside, yes, proud, hard-faced, belligerent, and steely-eyed. But on the inside, we knew what we could not say aloud. We were out of our class. We could not utter the words. We could never admit as much, but there it was. We're out of our class, and not a little, entirely, completely, every single Friday night. Despite our outward show of pride and hard-set resolve, inside, we knew. When the luckheads finish, we clapped for them. I always told myself I'd just clap politely in the interest of good musicianship. After all, we weren't savages. When the clapping began, though, I... I couldn't help but be carried away. The lunkheads, I mean our now well-respected counterparts from the opposing team, more often than not wildcats, though not mighty, mighty wildcats, won my respect. They won us over, and we cheered for them accordingly. Good gracious!
Good gracious. I recall an occasion. We'd finished the game and gathered in the band hall. There we changed out of our sweat-soaked wool uniforms. Seriously, y'all, who in their right minds thought, you know what? We'll buy good, heavy wool uniforms for these kids. That'll be just the thing for them to march in from August to December in East Texas. I mean, seriously, it's it's still hotter than heck in those stands and on that field, even in November. Never mind August and September. Only the best for our kids. Anyway, we changed into our own clothes, humbled. It's hard to be the smallest band and drill team in the region and not feel humble, and maybe a little bitter at the end of an East Texas Friday night. Our band director, Mr. Lewis, walked by. He overheard me say, Man, that sucks, as I replayed in my mind the humiliation of the evening. At this, Mr. Lewis stopped. Hank, don't say sucks. It's rude. It's beneath you. What should I say instead? I asked. Say it creates a forcible vacuum of air flowing inward. With that, Mr. Lewis started away. Then he paused, turned, and said, Besides, they may be bigger than us, but they don't have nearly the spirit we do. He started to turn and go again, then said, Lunkheads. With that, he gave us a smile, a wink, and went about his business. Friends, don't say something sucks. That's rude. Instead, you might observe, as Mr. Lewis counseled, that it creates a forcible vacuum of air flowing inward. So much more polite. Unless, of course, you're talking about Parkinson's. Parkinson's sucks. Much love, Hank. You've been Hank.